On 1116 SEN, the Four Diegos. G'day amigos and welcome to the Four Diegos here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on a very balmy uh, Wednesday night. Thanks for joining us and thanks to Finey. Um, evening with Mark Fine on every day from 7pm. Uh, Not Friday because uh, the, the football's happening, of course, and then the uh, Four Diegos final whistle is happening at 10 on Friday night. Uh, Rodrigo Rodriguez with you, and so is Vinny Venezuela. Good evening, Rodrigo. I swear this weather doesn't know what it's doing. Yeah, you're all about love, Vinny Venezuela. I am. Though, so we're going to listen to hear some love from you a little bit later on. And uh, Warren, you're a lover, not a fighter too. You, you sometimes come across as a bit of an angry ant uh, <laughs> with your rant. Yeah, yeah. No, I just... I'm just putting it out there. I'm. I'll come in on Friday. Oh, good man. It is good a Melbourne man. City game. It is. But if they're losing, I'm not coming in. In like I'm not coming into the studio because the abuse that I've copped from you guys on mm-hmm. nights where Melbourne City have lost has been. It's been unfair. All right, we'll address that. We'll address that on uh, on Friday night. <laughs> but it was Carl. cold where I live, yep. and then I get to here, and it's warm. So I don't know what's going on. Carlos, uh, you're here as well. Welcome to. The show. How are you, there, Rodrigo? Yeah, well, Warren, you. you are the Rebecca Wilson of the Four Diego's, <laughs> so you deserve the. Uh, no, you don't deserve the abuse. Of course, no one deserves the abuse, do yes, they? Yes, no, they don't. And no. then, by the way, um, not that this is a you know, uh, I'm not saying that after what you've said. Thanks mm. to millions Anna's after their uh, their wonder years as yeah. well. There's no segue there at all, boys. But uh, um, the boys will be back, uh, of course, next Wednesday for the wonder years. So. Hey, uh, there's plenty going on. We've got Mike McGrath coming up a little bit later on. We've got Warren's rant. We've got a whole heap of a stuff. Special heart balm. Very special heart balm. Uh, beautiful written, beautifully written heart balm. There's been a lot going on. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. We will take your calls tonight on uh, any issue, but the big issue of the day and uh, the hot topic tonight on zero four double three. 98-11-16. Carlos, I'll of course, go yeah, to you. Of course, yeah, we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about the Rebecca Wilson article. And, of course, uh, a lot's been said. So we're going to try and sort of take a different uh, approach to it if we can. But one of the outcomes uh, and one of the uh, one of the things that the active support groups of uh, West Sydney Wanderers, also Melbourne Victory, have stated that they're going to do a walkout during their games on the weekend. And, you know, social media is divided about whether... That's the right thing to do. Of course, uh, these active fan groups feel that there's been an injustice, so that's their protest. And, of course, other people who love football saying, well, don't you want to stay in the stadium and support your team? And that's how you, that's how you uh, would conduct your protest. So we're asking our listeners tonight whether you agree or disagree with the active <coughs> – with the active uh, – sorry. With the active supporters' yeah. decision to yes. – uh, Walk out. Walk out uh, on the weekend at some stage during the game. So uh, uh, is, there, is it the right thing or the wrong thing? Yeah, no, it's giving you a frog in your throat. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. And the only thing I'd say to that is I think as a football community, we have to be very careful not to react in such a way that would only bring further, you know, criticism from people that would like to criticise. And I think we need to be really careful around that. And I would say that, 
protesting, active fan groups protesting, is only reinforcing that sense of, I don't know, oh, look, I, extreme behaviour. I feel for the supporters who are living on the edge. They do live on the edge. But uh, at the same time, they're just supporting their crowd in a robust, uh, their clubs in a robust way. Mm. And they just feel that that is the only way they can be listened to. Uh, so I feel for them a little bit on that one. Yeah, look, if that's what they want to do to, to, to make themselves heard, then so be it. That, that's their right, and we've got to respect their right to walk out if they want to. Why don't you have your say on 0433981116? That is the hot topic. Should the active fan groups walk out in protest? Um, it's 11 past 11. Yes, it's time for my Q&A, Rodrigo Rodriguez's Q&A. Or is it Q&A with Rodrigo Rodriguez? I anyway, you, just, you look like John Travolta. Yeah, look, I, I just love a bit of Disco Inferno. Hey, boys, on a very serious topic, Warren, have it. Say no, it. no, I was just going to say there is a segment on a show on this station that outs people that third-person themselves, Rodrigo. Right, yeah. <laughs> no, well, and you're doing that on a weekly basis. Well, in my defence, I'm not comfortable with it. No. But I still do it, I suppose, so... <laughs> So I'm up for it. But uh, look, we were confronted with headlines, epidemic of football violence. uh, And to a lot of people, um, it was nothing new. It was just uh, mainstream media having their say. Rebecca Wilson, who writes for the uh, Sydney's The Daily Telegraph, and she wrote it in the Sunday Daily Telegraph, uh, wrote the article naming 198 fans who have been banned by the FFA for breaches of the FFA's own A-League code of conduct for spectators. Some who haven't been charged. They were named and shamed. Supporter groups are up in arms. Supporters are really angry about this. Everyone on social media is having their say. Some extremely angry that this is just another typical agenda. Um, guys, the, the, Q, the question to you guys is, is there an agenda here? What is the agenda here? Well, I'd say there's no doubt there's an agenda. And agendas um, really skew the argument. And I would say Rebecca Wilson's agenda is a person that openly has said that she doesn't like the game. In fact, she said that she finds it the most tedious of all the football codes in Australia. So there's an agenda in terms of disliking the game. I'm not sure what the other agendas that surround this, but of course there are agendas. And I think for me, it's important not to have an agenda because it stops you from dealing with the issues that you need to deal with. But but has Rebecca Wilson got any interest in dealing with the issues of football, really? Or is it all about just getting a reaction? You talk about her agenda, not liking the game. That could be one agenda. But Alan Jones' agenda, uh, equating uh, the behaviour of A-League crowds to the terrorism that occurred in Paris. And the inaction of the FFA. So yeah, but, uh, he did say that. He, he said that when he equated yeah. it to... What happened in? But in, I, I don't, I don't see the the relationship between an inaction of the FFA. Oh, and no, the, I don't either. I, but he I, said I, it. I, I got the impression that he was talking about A League crowds act like terrorists. That's well, that's that, the impression I got. Well, you know, you could draw that implication. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I'm not. Yeah. By the way, yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just adding yeah. what he said. So the question is, important. there's another. I mean, for me, that was as much as he's he's been mentioned in passing. This week, yeah, that was for big. me, that was the most offensive, insensitive. I mean, there's, there's so many. It was wrong on so many levels, what he did and said. So for me, that agenda obviously is is a deep one, uh, and it's uh, almost almost racist in a, in a way because obviously he's, he's a, you know when you're talking about terrorism in France, you, you know people tend to point the finger at one ethnic group, and uh, and if that's happening, and he equates football. 
and of course he's relating obviously West Sydney Wanderers fans to that. I mean, that's just an absolute disgrace. Mm. How do they feel that they've got license to say something like that? Look, I think at the moment we're, we're in a climate where we're looking at our society and we see changes in our society and there's lots of protests about different sorts of changes and, and, and things being built in communities and for for Alan Jones's demographic, I think it suits to sort of get get some reaction going. And I I guess uh, as for Beck Wilson, I think. But she... how far do you go, Vinny? I mean that that's uh, that's as bad as it's not only it's not like a month after the it is a week and a half after the tragedy in France. I mean, how far do you go to get a reaction? Look, I, I don't know. He obviously thinks he, he can go as, as far as he needs to go to, to get people calling in and, mm. and, and getting getting his ratings up. Or for whatever reason he does it, he, he's, he sort of equated uh, that event with s- certain support supporters in, in our game. And Beck Wilson is probably making the same sort of parallels. And again, it's up to us to whether to... You know whether we agree or disagree on what we're going to do about it. I I think you've got to ignore that to a degree because I just think it's self-serving more than anything else. I just think it lacks perspective, and that's the most disappointing thing. It lacks perspective. It does. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. We'll take your call on the Q and A. Uh, let's go to Adam in Berwick. Wants to talk about this very issue. G'day, Adam, and welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Good evening, gentlemen. G'day. Um, just two points. One on the, the whole Beck Wilson article. I just think um, any like mind, any person with half a brain can see right through that and just dismiss it straight away, whether they're non-football supporters or non-football supporters. I think everyone realises it was just such a stupid analogy and the story just had... It was just an extreme case of sensationalism. Um, and... My next point around the whole protest of the crowds, um, I just think they're just adding fuel to the fire. I mean, they're, they're creating this us versus them mentality, which is something we shouldn't be doing. Um, yeah, that's my point of view. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree with some of what you say, Adam. The only thing I'd say is that we can't get into defensive mode around some aspects of crowd behaviour at A-League games as a means of, you know, debunking what... Rebecca Wilson says as extreme opinion. We do have issues around some aspects of crowd behaviour in in A-League games. And what we've got to do and what the A-League has to do is clearly articulate and communicate what they're doing about it and what they're going to continue to do to make the situation better. Not ignore it. And sometimes when we're criticised, we tend to dismiss it and we can't dismiss it because there are problems. Thanks for your call there, Adam. Really appreciate that. So the next question in the Q&A then is, has the FFA done everything they can in this situation? Well, I think they've done everything they can as far as taking action against fans who are not behaving in an um, antisocial way. I think the zero tolerance, is that's what that's there for. The only problem with zero tolerance is whoever you're giving you, you know, the data to, Whoever you're banning has got to also know that you just can't give that information out to journos. Because FFA came out very strongly today saying it wasn't them that leaked it. So for me, they've done everything they can working with police to try and take that zero tolerance approach. I think they've got to have an appeals process also. Yep, I like that. Because that's that's got to happen. You've just got to do it because there's such a such a range. Um, of of reasons why people have been banned. Some have been charged by the police. Others have just been kicked out. And as Simon said, Simon Hill said uh, earlier on tonight, I think you know some people have been banned 
you know, for things that are akin to being kicked out of a pub. You know, I mean, that, that's not yep. being charged or anything like that. So there's, a, there's their poles apart being charged for assault or, you know, something that you might have assaulted a police officer and maybe sworn at someone. Yeah. You know, so what the FFA are going to do is make sure that that information is not passed on to people who are going to leak it. And, yep. if they, and there's some consequences if that information is made public. Then Beck Wilson could have made her point without naming, you know, providing the names. And the FFA shouldn't be happy that the names are out there because for, for, as far as I'm concerned, some of this still needs sorting out. And, you know... There are questions, and these people don't have a right to appeal, and suddenly now uh, they're being talked about, and that's got to be awkward for some of them. Mm. Others, maybe it's well-deserving. But I think you could have gotten from point A to point B without sort of articulating all the detail. But it for doesn't reason, sell papers, Vinny. Well, the, that's I know this. Mm. Absolutely. Let's go to uh, Marcus in South Melbourne. G'day, Marcus. Welcome to the show. Hello. How are you all? Good yeah. show tonight. Thank you. As distinct from other nights, <laughs> Marcus? <laughs> oh, no, it, uh, I'm, I'm all cheered up about overnight results, but I wanted to talk about Alan Jones first. Mm. Um, now, quite apart from the moot point of whether he's breaking the law, a la, what's his name, Darren Incher does it all the time, you yep. know, you're not allowed to say these things. Mm. It's an extreme bad taste, and the trouble is he does it knowing that Beck Wilson is not smart enough to realise he's using it to get this view out. Mm. And then everyone talks about it for the next week. My suggestion would be that we talk about the overnight results in the EPL and Europe and ban Alan Jones from the conversation because in some ways we're just perpetrating the views he has. Absolutely. Marcus, you know, you've got a great point there. But what happens is, you know, there's a history of... um, of you know incidences in the media and reporting in the media for you know not only through the A League years but through the old NSL years too. I mean we we're continuously fighting against this stuff, and unfortunately it's the voices that have a big audience that often do this. So you feel you've got to defend it because otherwise, if they set up the narrative uh, with their audiences, it actually gets believed what's said. So football fans feel they've got to you know, defend their game. And so, and these people know that. And because of that, they get the outcome they want. They sell more papers. I mean, this article on Sunday um, has grown legs. It's become a monster. People are still talking on Wednesday night. Uh, Rebecca Wilson's been on many, numerous TV shows, numerous radio shows um, over the, over the three or four days since the article. Uh, it's just getting more and more mileage. Thanks for your call there, Marcus. Uh, Vinny. You know, look, I, I just think that uh, unfortunately we do have to step up and, and say something. I don't think we have to sort of whitewash over. Th- we can't lie because we're here to tell the truth. And the, the truth is that the FFA have responded to issues in, in our game and are continuing to do that. And that's something that Beck Wilson's article seems to sort of overlook. And that's what we're here to do. And, and so we have to stand up a little bit. I don't want to. Frankly, I don't want to talk about no. that stuff either because no. the game is greater than than any she she thinks or wants to accept. Well, we had we have to talk about it. The FFA released a media statement, obviously um, today. They released a couple saying that um, Rebecca Wilson has received um, lots of threats of physical violence and also some death threats. They've obviously come out very strongly uh, and said uh, that obviously they don't condone death threats. No, nobody does. Any person in their right mind doesn't. What about the reaction? to Rebecca Wilson 
in on the in social media in particular? Oh, look, you know, um, look, you've got to expect to be abused. I think uh, if you're going to take the stance that she does, uh, but. You know, it's a disgrace that there's been death threats. Mm, uh, you know, that's not what our game stands for. No way. And uh, the gross majority of our, the people, more than the gross majority, uh, 100% of our, the people who enjoy our game would never, ever do anything like that. The people who have issued death threats and uh, threats of physical violence towards her, they're not part of football. They're just, they're just guys, they're just criminals. Those guys, and I hope the police get a hold of that data and do something with it because we don't want anyone like that involved in our game. Yes, uh, if you don't like what she says, make your point, but uh, the threats of physical violence or death threats that's a disgrace. I just, I mean, we can't stand up for those people who say that they love the game when they behave in that way. Yeah. And yeah. if they don't behave in that way and they're not guilty of behavior that is antisocial, well, you can defend them, but once they do that, yeah. They can't be defended. And what they realise is they're only perpetrating every message mm. that they, that they that some aspects of the media want to get out about the game. So they're not doing us any favours. Absolutely. I totally agree with everything you boys have said. Vinny, um, you, you had some time today. Yes. Look, uh, you only deal with hate one way, Rodrigo, and that's with, that's with love. <laughs> so the Diegos are about love, and I wanted to reach out the hand of love. <laughs> to Becky Wilson and, and, and anyone who's on, on side with her. So I penned something for, for Carlos to, to, to read, to recite for, for our people. And as we go to the break, here it is. Becky, I can be your wingman by the four Diegos. My friends in West Sydney think you're from a bad neighbourhood. But Rebecca, my sweet, sweet baby, I think you're just misunderstood. I know your dad put flares on your birthday cake, your brother wore a mask, and that when they had to pick a soccer team, you were chosen last. It hurt and cut you so deeply, in ways only I can understand. And I get that you had to jump for joy, that time we drew with Iran. I feel your pain, my sweet, when people chant and sing. That sort of noise at a sporting event just isn't your goddamn thing. Rebecca, my precious icing on an oval ball shaped cake. This wog ball game is even more than sometimes I can take. Let's name names, call spades spades, organise ASIO raids. What the hell, let's even get Jonesy to go on another tirade. Rebecca, Becky, Beck baby, my fiery, steamy little love. We have to stop this soccer drip before it becomes a raging flood. I am your loyal wingman, your potent little prong. Let's get out there, baby, and make right all the spawning wrongs. Stay strong, my love. Becky, I'll be your loyal wingman. Thanks for joining us on this balmy Wednesday night here in Melbourne. Uh, the hot topic, of course, tonight is should the active group, fan group, should they walk out of the A-League games as they're suggesting they'll do this weekend, getting some interesting, uh, interesting things on the text messages here. But um, we're going to go to uh, a man who is one of the... Diego favourite. He, treat, um, he, he treats his issues with love too. Absolutely. Let's go to George Danikian, who's on the road and uh, wants to have his say. G'day, George. Welcome to the show. Yeah, good evening, guys. I've just finished at uh, Hellenic Republic uh, with another big fan, a Melbourne victory man, George Calabaris, who's had a big week this week with his 
oh my God, it's Greek week in Melbourne. <laughs> and uh, we've been sitting there listening to the debate. And uh, I've got to tell you, we're, we're tired of it. We've got to move on. The only thing I'd like to say to all the active fans who are contemplating not turning up to support their clubs, please don't do it. Your clubs deserve all the support they can get. Uh, they've, they've done the very best for you. The two clubs in question, of course, Victory and the other one is the Wanderers. Both have been on terrific runs. They need all the support all the time because they're both vying for another title. And um, anything we do to damage the product, to damage the atmosphere, to damage the game, is going to hurt all of us. George, so, um, to all the fans, we love you. Yep. Understand the pain and the angst, but don't play into their games. Don't play into the... The people who want to divide us don't, don't play into their hands and do exactly what they want us to do. George, the uh, it's Carlos. Uh, the Ian Robson came out with a media release today, and he's the only one uh, of authority, I think, in management in football in Australia who's come out and actually said it's not good enough that the privacy's been breached by through the leaks. Uh, why isn't the FFA doing the same? Mate, uh, look, uh, I'll put it to you this way. There are many stories that are leaked, this one is one that means a lot to all of us because we've, we've invested in the game. But let me tell you, I spent a lifetime in the television news and radio news and there are leaks all the time and you don't hear people screaming or if you do hear it, it's quickly shut down. At the end of the day, it, it has happened. FFA said it wasn't of their making. Uh, I would suggest to you that uh, knowing that how well Rebecca works, she's got contacts within not so much the game but within the force. And there are elements of the force that may not want uh, the game to get the support it deserves. So at the end of the day, we're not, we must stay together. We must stay united. And I, look, it's me saying to the Victory fans, and I'm a, I'm a city man, you know that. Uh, so I'm saying to them, please don't hurt your club. And I'm saying the same thing to the Wanderers who whipped our, our bottom the other day. Don't hurt your club. Your club, the club's doing every, everything it can right now to make to mount a serious campaign for a, for a title because they're, they're hungry again. They've had a miserable year out of the action. They're back. Don't hurt them. Don't take away what gives so many other fans great pleasure and what, what gives the players some great energy when they need it most. They, there is a thing in football called the, uh, the 12th man and it makes a difference. So for the, all those fans who uh, are thinking about not turning up, Think again, please. George, thanks for your perspective tonight, and uh, thanks for calling in on the Diegos. There's George Danikian, a, a big football fan. Vinny Venezuela, at 4Diegos is our Twitter handle. Yes, Rodrigo, we have been getting a lot of tweets in, in on this subject, but uh, one that sort of uh, is along the lines of what George has been talking about is uh, from Chris Pesamenti. It says, uh, no, support louder, longer, and with more passion. Um, walk in singing, don't walk out. Yeah, that's a, that's a good message as well, and that's a message uh, coming through uh, very loud and clear on the SMS machine. Uh, let's go to Michael in Port Melbourne. Uh, this might be an interesting perspective, um, how sport is portrayed by the non-soccer or football-loving public. G'day, Michael. Welcome to the Four Diego's. Yeah, how's everyone going? Uh, look, just as a, a soccer, uh, not uh, elite or person who watches a great deal of it, I watch a lot of football and cricket and all that. Are they trying to actually... Uh, uh, rein the crowd back in to, uh, you know, Rebecca's obviously got this information from somebody or somewhere. Uh, would it be a, uh, an open thing to say we're going to put our foot down and we're not going to tolerate 
some of the things we see in the European soccer, uh, which is, uh, you know, riots, all that sort of stuff. We're going to get on the front foot and we're going to deal with it now. Any, any thoughts? Oh, Michael, I think the FFA have got a zero-tolerance policy. That's why there's almost 200 spectators banned. Compared That's why to, there's a list. Yeah, there's a <laughs> list. And, uh, and uh, they, 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 I know from talking to people in management at FFA, they're actually hell-bent to make sure that it's a safe environment for people to go to games. Now, of course, you still get the peck mentality at times and you know, people use foul language and they, 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 they hurl the foul language at police. So that's not going to build close relationship between the fans and the police. And it's something new. And, you, you know, police don't want to be disrespected either, by the way. So uh, FFA are taking a zero-tolerance approach. So, and look, I reckon in the, in the 11 years of the A-League, I probably, on three occasions, in 11 years, I probably thought that's really bad behaviour. Uh, and I was with the boys a few times, and we've mm. seen it, you know, when, when the whole groups of police, especially when they're face-to-face with the police. Uh, that's the, but it's happened three times in 11 years. Now, some people say that, might say that that's too many times. Fair enough. But, uh, but for me, when we go to the football, we go with our friends, I never feel uncomfortable, and I'm not here to be an apologist for the game. Never feel uncomfortable. Uh, I enjoy the, uh, the active support. Uh, just every now and again, it crosses the line. Thanks for your call there, Michael. Uh, just off the text message, it's more about protesting FFA's lack of accountability than anything else. Three days to make a statement and a pathetic one at that. We are making a stand. So there you go. That's uh, clearly from somebody who you know, is organising this. So um, interesting topics, uh, and uh, we'll continue this throughout the night. We're going to catch up with Mike McGrath a little bit later on to take a different tack and we'll talk about the English Premier League. But now it's time for Warren's Rant. Everybody was kung fu Rodrigo, boys, it's probably fair to say that I've been a little bit flat over the recent weeks. <laughs> and the reason why I have been is because football is always based on hope. And it's fair to say that the teams I've supported haven't been showing a lot of hope. They've been hopeless. <laughs> They've been hopeless. But I'm coming out and I'm saying it for everyone to hear. I've never been happier <laughs> than... <laughs> No man could have been happier with clothes on at 4.30 on Saturday morning (laughs) watching the Klopp do his stuff with Liverpool. For everyone out there, there's there's been no light and sometimes there's been false light. But right now, there is real light. It's in the distance, but it's there. And what I'm going to say, just to perk this little rant up, (laughs) <laughs> Manchester United, the first thing we're doing is coming after you because Liverpool will finish ahead of Manchester United this season and Jurgen Klopp will take Liverpool <laughs> to their first Premier League title within the next three years. That's it. That's a joyous rant. There you go. There you go. Exuberant. That's, uh, that's interesting. But yeah, isn't a rant supposed to be angry? It's rant with a smile. You, you just make up your own rules. Yeah. That's a joyous rant. You know, I, I'd come in planning <laughs> a rant around the stuff we've talked about. I've got to say, Rebecca Wilson's really happy because you took the pressure off her. No, right? well, I was going to because, but in the end, goodness will always defeat. I mean, it, 
there's new Star Wars films coming out, and goodness will always defeat darkness, you know? <laughs> or and, love, Vinny's love. And that's it. Love, the and you know goodness. What? Yes. By, by the way, Vinny Venezuela. Oh, I, I you're know, getting applause off not, the SMS, Vinny Venezuela, for that. Uh, and so are you, Carlos. Great read. Well, well, this yeah. is not about I, self-congratulations. I just do what I'm told by the author. The poet. <laughs> yeah, it's not about self-congratulations, but <laughs> I'm going to congratulate you, Venezuela. And uh, Carlos, I think that that was, uh, that, that, that you know, brought a lovely yes. tone to the conversation. Yes. So I changed my rant because I'd probably not fallen out of love, but, you know, just questioning <laughs> my fidelity, yeah. probably. Yeah. And Your fidelity? Well, you Jeez. know, truth be told... <laughs> Interesting. We, um, we do enjoy having a crack at you, Warren. We do yeah. enjoy it, but... Yeah. Uh, when when I you know when I saw the scores from that game, the first and you thing inspired I did, it. Yes, the first you did. thing I did, Warren, I, I sent you a text message, didn't I? You did, and I came back with one game at a time. <laughs> and Vinny said, "Stuff that, dream big dreams, dream yeah. big dreams." Yeah. Now, Carlos, yeah. I'm not normally, I don't normally no. give a damn about your opinion. No, you don't. But tell me, <laughs> yep, do you sense that there's a stirring of the waters with the big red team of Liverpool? No, not really. Um, the reason being, if you remember when Brendan Rodgers got it right, they were unbeatable. And he fell on, you know, he fell, you know, he in, in the end he had the, we got sacked, didn't he? Mm, I, I thought he fell on his own sword, but he, didn't, he, got, he got sacked. So uh, it's a long way to go. They've just, what they've just learned to do is work hard as a group. Here's Marie. Love Marie's text here. Um, oh, zip it. Liverpool will lose this week. Go Man United. <laughs> on that note, now it's time for our... Global scene for, with Vinny Venezuela. The drama, the controversy, the emotions. It's sudden death. There's only one winner. Love is a many splendid thing. It's Vinny Venezuela's Gee, I Love This Game segment. Vinny Venezuela, what's caught your eye um, in the global scene? Well, uh, let's just talk uh, Luis Suarez, Barcelona, just in, in a rich vein of form. <laughs> Uh, the, the last few days, uh, no doubt. Luis Suarez said that Barcelona played the perfect game in uh, cleaning up Roma 6-1 in the Champions League game overnight. Uh, him, Messi, twi- two goals. And uh, D- um, Piquet and Adriano also popped one, popped one each in the back of the net, which was which was a beautiful thing. Uh, Ed and Zeko got one back for Roma, but it was all too little too late. Uh, Suarez isn't a man of many words, but uh, he did say this. He said, each player goes out to try and do what is asked for him. We played a perfect game. Leo, Neymar and myself are team players and we look to help the team. Messi is the best in the world and I'm very happy for him to have scored and played a full match. In fact, I could have just gobbled him up after he scored the second. (laughs) Except I'm not allowed to and he would probably taste like chicken like the others. (laughs) It was un- a beautiful in, thing. In, un- in unconfirmed reports, was that, Vinny? He just told the yeah, Diego. Yeah, that's, that's what, right, he, yeah, yeah. That's what he adds to the yeah. other quotes. But uh, yeah. can I just say, the way he speaks of the team mm. as a team, mm. I think therein is is a sort of vibe you don't get coming out of Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah but Vinny, they're winning. It's easy to talk about team and, and, the, and the beauty of having world-class players next to you when you're winning. I don't think uh, Ronaldo is having the same conversations at Real Madrid at the moment. In fact, no. I'm, I'm hearing that he's calling for Rafa's head. It's either me or him. Yes, well, that's the other thing. Apparently, they call Rafa the number ten. <laughs> that, that's 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 the there's a rumor that that's that's the mocking name for him because the ten is the thinking man in the team. The yep. the you know the strategist. Oh, so they're being sarcastic they're in the Spanish way. They're being sarcastic in a Spanish okay. way because yeah. they're calling him number ten. Yes, because they don't understand any of his strategy. <laughs> 
So uh, my other story is actually that one, that Rafa's just pretty much holding on by the skin and his teeth uh, with mm. that job. Because the one thing you don't want to do if you're a Real Madrid gaffer is lose to Barca yeah. at home, at home. Mm. by that amount. Mm. Absolutely. It mm. was an absolute shellacking. Thank you very much, Vinny Venezuela. Just getting in- interesting texts off here. Ha ha, Ross in Forest Hill. As a Man U supporter, I laugh at Liverpool and you, Carlos. <laughs> Within three years, he'll be known as Jürgen Flop. <laughs> that's true. And another well that's a, done. That's a lifespan. Um, if you're lucky, that's a lifespan of a Liverpool manager. I'm not looking to cross over into Vinny's European scene because I don't normally take much interest in what happens on the continent in terms of football. <laughs> you should. But uh, apparently Zlatan... Was Zlatan Ibrahimovic playing in a Champions League game overnight? I think it was against Malmo. Man who and, can. And he actually encouraged the crowd, the Malmo crowd, to actually chant his name. During the game, <laughs> he hired out the square so everyone. It was that's where he's from. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, and they, I don't know whether they did it. Did they do it? I'm sure they would have. I'm sure well, they would have. And he had the square. He booked out the square for the fans who Actually, couldn't make the game. They're playing they're tomorrow morning. Oh, okay. Well, he's encouraged, he's encouraged them. Encouraging. Yeah. He's encouraging them yeah. to chant yeah. his name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even. I don't even want to apologise to our listeners for your <laughs> lack of knowledge of Champions League because, is do you know of any countries outside of England? Um, like in you know is it. What countries do you know in Europe? <laughs> Europe? I don't pay much yeah. attention to you European... You probably think Tasmania's in Europe. I don't pay much attention to European sports. Christmas Island is in Europe? Yes. Yeah. No, look... Fiji? Look, I knew that Zlatan was playing in the Champions League game. I thought that was pretty good for me. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah thank anyway, you. Anyway, I could turn for Iniesta off the... Uh, Text message. Here. <laughs> We've talked oh, about yeah. that before. Well, that be fantastic. That's a fair call yeah. too, I'd say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, let's take a break now. When we come back, we'll talk to Mike McGrath from the UK right after this on the Four Diego's on eleven sixteen SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Former England international and wayward problem child Paul Gascoigne once said. I don't like being on my own because you think a lot, and I don't like to think a lot. This has been a sad coaching moment by the four Diegos. Yes, and coming up after the Diegos, it's all night appetite with uh, Benny Jones, who's been working hard um, and will work hard from 12 till 6 right after the Diegos. Hey, just quickly, the uh, hot topic tonight was should the active fan groups walk out? Hi, boys. I'm a 10-year Melbourne Victory fan, and I believe it's a wrong thing for the active groups to walk out because the only people who get hurt from their actions are the players, Melbourne Victory, and uh, its other fans and supporters. Uh, do you think the FFA give us stuff? No, they don't. Uh, go victory be loud be proud A-League fans rock up and watch your side win unless you're an Adelaide fan save your money I find it hard to figure out what a walkout uh, by the fans would do they would already be have paid for their ticket and the number wouldn't count in the total attend- would count in the total attendance maybe they just shouldn't buy a ticket says Michael there you go we're getting a broad range of uh, feedback on the hot topic tonight thanks for your involvement hey now let's go to the UK and catch up with our man from the sun Mike McGrath g'day Mike welcome to the show Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Rodrigo here, Vinny Venezuela, uh, Warren Diego, and Carlos Alberto Diego. Mike, false dawns as a Liverpool fan have been often, if not numerous, in the last few years. But is what we're seeing with Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool something that is going to be sustainable in the long term? We're not talking, you know, winning titles necessarily this year, but is there a sense of the sustainability of performance over a period of time that could lead them to a title? Yeah, 
I think you know there's good signs for long-term progress. He's made some real good inroads at the moment. Um, I think it, it, it would be a great year to try and have a title tilt because um, of what's going on around them. But I still reckon that with the squad that they've got, they'll probably tire out with the way that Klopp plays towards the end of the season because it's so intense. But, you know, if he can get the squad that he wants um, over January and then the summer and maybe have another go and get a bit closer next year, I think, you know, signs are pretty good. He's doing some, he's he's obviously working, uh, you know, working his magic there already. Um, yeah, it might, it might be a bit... Um, a bit soon uh, to to say this season, but you know you can't really complain with the with the four one win at City like like what happened at, uh, on uh, uh, Saturday. Mike Vinnie here. The special one is looking a little bit happier. the The Chelsea boys have sort of had two two wins on the trot, and uh, they're sort of playing a little bit more fluid and fluent football. Uh, should we be worried? <laughs> uh, I think well, the only way was up really. Um, you know, after the start they had, I'm still not entirely convinced. They're in games that they're getting out of jail a few times uh, against Dynamo Kiev when it seemed to be on the line for Jose. It was a very late winner. They didn't play that well. I think a win against um, Maccabee Tel Aviv is probably not a great gauge of how they're going um, overall. But they. The, the signs are there that they're starting to get results that they deserve, which they certainly weren't um, a month ago. They were playing well and, and getting defeats so, or, or draws. So um, I think we, I, I was there on Saturday and Jose said, right, well, we're, we're, we're going to try and get fourth place. And I think that's just about where they are at the moment. Um, and I still think it major work needs to be done there but it seems that Mourinho is going to stay and be the person to do that work. And Mike, was there a bit of a man-bag incident between uh, Mourinho and Costa at the Champions League game? Yeah, well, I mean it, it actually on Saturday against Norwich, it was quite clear that when Liverpool, when um, Chelsea got it wide um, Costa has this kind of um, he, he has this habit where he pulls back um, in, uh, looking for a pullback from the winger, whereas Mourinho clearly wanted him to bomb into the into the six yard area and get onto the end of something, which is where the ball went about you know two times against Norwich. I think this happened again in Israel last night, and like Saturday, he made it clear that you know he wasn't happy. He wanted um, uh, Costa to be gambling on the end of. Uh, crosses and trying to you know get himself in the danger area rather than rather than hanging back and it kind of spilled over with a bit of a shouting match um he did complete the game but um there are a few signs there that, that it's not you know not great that relationship between Jose and Diego Mike it's Carlos uh, but you'd think now uh with the the dark times that Jose Mourinho had to go through earlier on in the season and you almost with Roman Abramov, with the Roman Abramovich's record as far as sacking coaches, you'd think that if he didn't go, then he's probably going to stay for the rest of the season. Does that help the? Does that help him get the players to toe the line? You know, players alike, if they think the coach is going to go, they they might not go as hard. They might just sort of be marking time till a new guy comes in. Uh, do you think uh, now that there it appears that Roman's going to stick with Jose, that the players? Uh, really just need to work as hard as they can because that's who they're going to have for the rest of the season. 
Yeah, I'm I'm not sure about that because if they I just think if when players get the feeling that a manager might go, even if it's the end of the season, I think that just just a couple of percent um you know, gets gets taken away and you know, subconsciously even they just um they they just underperform slightly. Uh so I think the best thing for Jose would be is to have about three you know, three good January signings to really shake it up and, and get everybody, uh, you know, fire everybody up because look, he is there. I don't, I don't think he is there. It looks like he's there for the season, but I still don't think that um, that will solve everything in, in, in terms of getting players performing, you know, like they were a year ago. Mike, I know Carlos doesn't look at the EPL ladder and before Christmas, but uh, no, I have this year because of West Ham. We're a third. <laughs> we're a third of the way through the season, and Leicester City sit on top. Now, I know they've got a really tough run of games coming up in the next five. I think they play, you know, Man U, Chelsea, Arsenal, and a few other teams. I think Man City through this run to to Christmas, but whatever happens from here, the achievement so far. From a guy, and I don't know whether Claudio Ranieri's ever been really respected in terms of his managerial capability. He's certainly managed at big clubs, but what they've done is really incredible, even if it does go a tad pear shape from here. Yeah, I, look, I was one of them who said that Leicester would go down. I thought that Pearson um, losing his job was a mistake. Um, and, you know, that's probably why I'm not in charge of a football club, but. Ranieri, I think when you say he's not been respected, I think from the days of Chelsea, he's he's been totally disrespected. Um, he, you know, he was very much liked there and um, was, was sacked because there was a better manager rather than anything that he did. Um, and he came back, nobody really gave him a chance. I think even some of the players were quite sceptical. He made changes at Leicester. But it's been a real success story, a real good, sto- positive story about um, the Premier League. I still think there are a few doubts over whether they can sustain it in the top four. Um, even Gary Lineker in the last 24 hours said, you know, I'd, you know, that he'd probably see them qualifying for Europe rather than the Champions League, and that would be a great season. But you know, as we as we talk, they are top of the league, so you can't really argue with that. Um, it would be great, I think, if they were involved in a title race come um, 2016, even if they don't quite make it. I think it'd be a, a fantastic thing to happen for the league. Mike, just a quick one. Uh, last uh, last question. Uh, there's a story going around down here in Australia that Wayne Rooney is linked to a move to the Chinese Super Club, uh, Super League. Uh, obviously in China. Uh, I mean, really, at this stage of his career, he's made all the money in the world. Why would he want to move to China? Is there anything at all in yeah, that story? Yeah, the, um, the, there is um, definitely interest from China. This came from, from the Sun's um, back page yesterday. I think it, it's not really for January or next summer or even maybe the year after, but certainly there is interest around the globe to take Rooney for the back end of his career, maybe in, a, in two or three years' time. Um, obviously, America seems to be the place of choice for guys to see out their careers. But, you know, it highlights that there's plenty of money going around in China at the moment. Um, Timmy Cahill, obviously, is over there um, and they're willing to spend a few quid. So I think Rooney would be their ideal choice. 
Hey, Mike, uh, we, we need to let you go now, but thanks for your time on, on a day when it's 10 years to the day since uh, George Best passed away, the most gifted player in history, says one of our text messages. So um, I hope he's honoured in the press today, but uh, thanks for your time as always. Cheers, guys. Thanks for seeing. There's Mike McGrath from the UK. It's been an action-packed show tonight. Don't forget, after Diego's all-night appetite with Benny Jones. Hey, thanks for your text messages tonight. We haven't been able to read them all out, but, uh, you know, they're the... In opinion has been absolutely uh, very interesting and uh, you know just coming from all angles so thanks for that thanks to our calls thanks to um, our interview with uh, Mike McGrath as well and uh, we're back on Friday night with the final whistle after the uh, Melbourne City versus Perth Glory game so make sure you tune in for that so remember Carlos we have Puerto Rican girls hang out we'll, we'll be there, there. Wherever you Samba Rumba and La Bamba we'll, we'll be there wherever there are girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet we'll, we'll be there wherever gringos play football we'll, we'll be there. there we are the Fort Diego Olé. Olé.